you worked for Nanshift, right? And you started using React and you started using GraphQL. What did you think about using GraphQL, right? It's sort of a self-taught developer almost, right? You're coming into this and they're starting to use this really modern stack. What, how, did, how did you learn that stack? There's so many yeah. you know, ways to learn all of these modern stacks. This is, I think, where university sort of, I don't want to say falls short, but I think that's like just where it stops naturally, right? It's like all of these modern topics university can't cover because they just cover the very baseline, right? And then all these modern topics, you sort of have to learn yourself. So how did you learn those topics? And when you learned them, what did you think about them? What do you think about React and GraphQL, this very modern stack? Yeah. In hindsight, um, I did a lot of, I would call it like hype-driven development, uh, what, I, what I did. <laughs> um, I, actually, now that I think about it again, I, I think I actually used GraphQL for the same uh, skiing club website, which I rebuilt, I guess, oh, uh, wow. 10 times afterwards. It, it maybe was even 2015 or like uh, 2016. Just because it was hyped at the moment, like just uh, being uh, open sourced by Facebook in, in 2015. And I was uh, Im immediately jumping on it, like because uh, it's new, it's hip. Uh, there was like uh, articles being written about it uh, at a daily pace. So I, I, I feel like, especially in the beginning, I jumped uh, a lot on those those hot things which uh, generated a lot of buzz. Like in terms of how I learned them, one thing I just mentioned, like uh, using them to rebuild uh, the, the same website 10 times or just like building fun projects, uh, which yeah took up a lot of my, uh, my, my free time actually. But like I, it didn't feel that way for me because uh, I was really interested in learning and uh, like I, I gained, it was fun. Uh, and I, for me, it was also like uh, fulfilling to to master it and to to build something with it that's actually working it wasn't something that uh, that anybody would ever use uh, apart from myself. But still, um, that uh, that gave me really like a sense of yeah, you you got this, you mastered this, uh, at least to a certain degree, or you made you you made it work. It's a whole different uh, thing when we started doing React uh, at at Financhef and and like rebuilding in this modern stack. Um, by the way, the, the, we before that we used AngularJS. Um, so so that was like my first actual uh, JavaScript framework that I uh, got to interact with, and I thought it was really cool at the time. Then we started um, actually because there was one developer like I didn't even get to know. Um, who like did all the front front end work before that, and uh, once he left, nobody knew really how to to work with this project, which became basically legacy from from one day to the next day after that person was gone. And then we or the company decided to uh, yeah to invest in in a more modern stack and to rebuild the front end application. By the way, uh, we were building a comparison. Um, website for business insurance um, so mm. it was like uh, the basically this whole uh, funnel of going through questionnaires and then comparing a list of uh, of rates of insurance uh, rates and then picking one and uh, and and checking out with it that was basically the application that we were talking about and was uh, was designed as a single page application to yet yeah, just be fast as heck and then there's actually a new person coming in, quite experienced uh, developer um, who already knew a lot about, about React. And I picked really, I, I really picked up a lot of things um, by just uh, working with more experienced uh, developers in general at work. Uh, not, not in a like, in an intentional uh, like learning session by, uh, by having this kind of 
formal teaching you said sitting there and another person sitting in front of you <laughs> telling you uh, concepts what to do whatever but just like uh, the the habit of building things and uh, also a lot of like pull request reviews getting getting rapid feedback and the work that you're uh, that that i was doing like even if it was uh, like 20 30 uh, change requests on the on the first pull requests that i submitted uh, i like that was really a good source of learning for for me and i figured uh, i probably didn't make the same mistake twice or even three times uh, a lot so um, the more i got to work with uh, the the other people who had way more experience around me the more i picked up and uh, and learned from that and at the same time, the more I learned uh, what you also said, like what I what I didn't know yet, or uh, or even more things to 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 look at, and that gave me basically an infinite amount of uh, new side project uh, ideas, which I could uh, could go through uh, one at a time. But at some point, it actually got like uh, then <laughs> it's probably like a very common common uh, experience for for people who get into web development these days is like uh, you start off um, maybe learning react or Vue or svelte or whatever um, whatever library or framework you choose um, and really uh, basically you have a very you get very fast uh, or get very far very fast um, but on the way you pick up oh there's this thing, I, I, I don't know about it yet, and there's this thing, and uh, suddenly there's so many things around you that uh, this feeling of uh, fatigue sets in that there's so many new things coming coming at you and you just don't uh, don't know how, uh, how should I ever like uh, look at all these things and master all of this and then at some point you realize that you don't have to um, because a lot <laughs> of it is uh, like coming back to uh, hype-driven development, um, a lot of it is basically all like resolving the same problem that uh, 10 other libraries uh, already solved before that just in a like slightly different way or having a slightly different way of approaching the same problem um, and at some point it's just about to for me it was just about to pick uh, the the things that really sounded interesting or bringing mm -hmm. something new to the table and separating that from like the the rest of the things that were just like um yeah a bit of hype uh, but i felt like um okay i don't gain anything if i now take take a day or two to look into this and uh, just like um, ignored it basically i i actually had a conversation with sean wong who's currently at temporal uh, on twitter about this because he he tweeted something to the effect of you know his unpopular opinion is that actually github stars are an indicator of traction and I thought, you know, it's it's kind of true, but also kind of not. I think actually, to me, what I look at is sort of the spread between GitHub stars and downloads, right? For example, on NPM, because to me, GitHub stars is like a leading indicator of hype. If you can generate hype, people will start your project, even if they don't yet use it. But then once they start using it, they you start seeing more and more downloads and your downloads will grow. Like the graphical downloads are growing like mad, right? It's doubled again in the last year. and. GraphQL also has a lot of stars on GitHub. And so you have this sort of like knowledge of, okay, this is a project that is widely used, right? It, it, it has a lot of downloads and the people that use it, they like it because they star it. There's, there's not a lot of like dislike of the project and it isn't like some fundamental building block that nobody knows even exists. Like, <laughs> like the famous uh, left pad package that broke the internet a mm. while back. And to me, it's, it's all about that spread, right? And often when, when new open source projects get, get launched and then you look back like six months later, maybe they got a lot of stars initially, but their downloads are pretty much flat, right? And of course, I'm 
there's there's many examples yep. of both that and the opposite where they get a lot of stars and they get a lot of downloads but that to me is like where stars are sort of like a leading indicator of hype that can demonstrate value but it's really only if you look at it combined with the npm downloads that you get that full picture of like okay is this actually sort of widely used in the industry i think the other point I, I, that really resonated was about the code reviews. I learned so much through working with more experienced people than me. And not because they came to me, they were like, I want to teach you something, right? Just like I said, nobody ever did that. To me. Yeah. Nobody ever sat down and was like, now we're going to do a teaching session. We're going to teach you X, Y, Z. It was just through code reviews, they sort of passed their knowledge and their opinions on. And I learned a ton through just getting really good code reviews. And often I wouldn't quite know where the, where are the, the comment was coming from, right? It was like, oh, maybe try changing it to this, right? Maybe try approaching the problem from this angle. And I was like, hmm, I don't know why, but let me try that. Yeah. And often through trying it, you understand, oh, actually, this is much better in these and that ways, right? And I've, I've now learned, I tried to approach it in this way, but actually this way has these and these benefits. And I think as I've gotten more senior in my engineering career, I've come to realize that pretty much all of code reviews is just opinions, right? Ultimately, what matters is that you ship the thing that solves the problem for the user. But there's a lot of opinions that have good reasons, right? And everything, every choice you make in programming has a trade-off. Nothing is ever a silver bullet, nothing is ever perfect. It applies to the big things like open source projects and it applies to the really small things like what you call your variables or whether you define them with let and const, right? There is no right answer. Very rarely, usually it boils down to you're choosing a set of trade-offs, right? It's like, do I want this trade-off or do I want tra that trade-off? What fits in the context of, of my project and the problem that I'm trying to solve? And very often I found that actually just thinking about it from that angle, I can often make a really informed decision on how I want to build this thing, right? How do I want to architect it? How, which decision do I want to make? Just thinking about, you know, what are the upsides and the downsides of all the different choices that I have? Yeah. The interesting thing is everything, everybody has his own opinions on stuff. And when I got into this, I basically got feedback from a very, from very few people and basically assimilated their opinions just by getting feedback from them through code reviews. And uh, once I started, uh, or like other engineers uh, joined the company who brought in other, also, of course, very valid opinions, as you said, it's just about the trade-offs, I started noticing, okay, uh, maybe the thing I thought uh, was universally basically right isn't that right, actually. And uh, <laughs> also, a lot of alignment happened uh, during these uh, these yeah. free or feedback in general processes uh, which is a very interesting team dynamic i also like when i switched uh, and joined GraphCDN uh, again because i started working with like people i did not know uh, at all before and it's always the same everybody brings his opinions to the table and you also have uh, as a team then the the challenge to find the the trade-offs and and yeah choose how how do we want to build this thing as a team um so that yeah everybody's kind of yeah happy and can align with that very interesting absolutely agree i think we talk a lot about diversity at grass city and red and i think we really value it because all of those different backgrounds all of those different lived experiences and it's not even you know about your skin color about your sexual orientation about whatever it's really about your background which experiences can you bring to the company that nobody else here has right what can you add to the culture that that nobody else has yet laid down on the table, right? Which experiences have you lived that you've now internalized that other people haven't even considered, right? And I think often that's where a lot of um, conversation happens around feedback, right? Around how do we want to approach this? And people just bring their entire context, their, all of their lived experience into that conversation. And ultimately, if there's a 
baseline, the, the sort of the baseline that needs to exist is just wanting to make the best decision. And as long as that baseline is a given, you can then look at all of the, you can put all of these other lived experiences on the table, right? You can look at all of them in in like, okay, this is everything we've got here. These are all the opinions we've got. These are these are all the experiences we've got. Now let's figure out what choice do we make for our team? What actually fits the team? And that's a big reason why we value diversity so much, particularly, you know, in every aspect of the company. Because the more experiences you we have on the table, the better the decision is that we can make at the end, right? Like, the, it, yeah. obviously, right? If we know more of the options, we're going to make a way better decision and way more informed. Yeah, it's it's obvious in hindsight, always. Like, uh, for <laughs> me, it wasn't obvious at all when starting out. But um, yeah. yeah, now also by by joining GraphCity and uh, this uh, is... Uh, in very, uh, in a lot of ways, very different from from everything what I've seen before. Again, uh, a big opportunity for me to to learn and also to grow and to connect with uh, with more people and to get to know different opinions that I've never heard before. <laughs> exactly. Hey folks, we are hiring an engineering manager right now. We're looking for the first person to really help us build out the engineering team. If you are that person or could be that person, or if you know anybody that could be that person, please reach out to us. Go to graphstudent.io careers and let us know, reach out to us and let's have a conversation about it.